0: Well, good, morning. good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran on the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, this morning I was asked to share some news pertaining to two members of our congregation. So I was told earlier this week that Steve Mackey asked Gene Ogle to be his wife and she said yes. So, Let's congratulate those two. It's been exciting to see their friendship and their relationship grow and all the joy that, that they brought each other and all the joy that, that the Lord is bringing them. So congratulations, you too. Uh, and just a reminder, this week on Wednesday, our discussion on the screw tape Letters will continue at 6.30 at the Parsonage. Uh, do you all have any announcements or any prayer requests for us this morning? Connie is having surgery this week. If we could just keep her... Yeah, we'll keep Connie in our purse. Right. If there's nothing else, I'll invite you to prepare your hearts and minds for worship as we listen to the prelude. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. <clears throat> Most merciful God, we confess that we are captives
1: to sin and cannot
0: free ourselves. We have sinned against you without word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you. We have not
2: loved
0: our neighbors as ourselves.
2: For the sake of your Son, Jesus
0: Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may lie to your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister in the church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Kiri eleison. Lord, Lord have mercy. Christe eleison. Christ have mercy. Kiri eleison. great O God and greatly to be praised you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you grant that we may believe in you call upon you know you and serve you through your son Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord amen Amen.
2: the first reading is from Zechariah rejoice greatly O daughter Zion Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem, lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth, as for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double the word of the Lord. Be to God. We will read responsively Psalm 145, verses 8 through 14. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love.
1: all, well, and your is over
2: all your works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your faithful ones shall bless you. They shall tell the glory of your kingdom and your power. That all people may know of your power and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. The second reading is from Romans. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good, but in fact it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me for I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, But I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord.
0: According to St. Matthew, Jesus spoke to the crowd, saying, To what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance, we wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by your deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in Romans chapter 7, St. Paul writes, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing we hate. This should be relatable because this is the experience of all of us. How many times do we resolve to clean up our bad or unhealthy behaviors only to fail and end up doing the very thing we know is not good for us? I know that I don't need that second donut and it's going to be bad for me. It's gonna have bad consequences, but I'm gonna eat it anyway, I can't resist. Right, we might resolve to clean up our language, but when someone cuts us off in traffic, the profanity is going to fly. We say that we're going to control our tempers, not get so angry so easily, but on a bad day when we're tired, the bad words are going to fly. We do the things that we should not. We even do the things that we hate, the things that we even hate about ourselves. But we must remember that this all comes on the heels of Paul's argument in Romans chapter 6, where he says that we are all baptized and become the children of God. He says there, we have died and been made new. And in our baptisms, we are no longer enslaved to sin. We have a new identity altogether, not slaves of sin, but slaves of God and slaves of righteousness. Yet here in Romans 7, Paul goes on to write, I am not enslaved to sin, but when I look down, I see that I still sin. I do that which I know is against God's law. And this is the question. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us that we no longer slaves to sin, daily sin, daily return to sin? How is it that we are both slaves to righteousness, but also people who sin daily in thought, word, and deed? Well, this is what Lutherans sometimes called the simul from a Latin phrase, simul justus at peccator. And this means that in the world, we are simultaneously justified And sinners you are at the same time made righteous while also at the same time a sinner and understanding this will help us to see two things first the weight of sin and just what sin is within us and secondly what it is that makes us righteous in Romans 3 Paul says that we have all sinned that we have all fallen short of God's glory sin is everywhere in humanity sin is everywhere in the world No one in the world is innocent. But the weight of this sin is not just simple moral failings. It's not just eating too many donuts. It's not saying too many swear words. Rather, this sin is total corruption. This corruption is so total that it's tied into our very being, our hearts, because every decision we make, every appetite and desire we have, all of who we are is touched by sin. And because all of us, body, mind, and heart are corrupted by sin, we simply cannot be righteous on our own. We are unable on our own to fear, love, and trust God above all else. In fact, on our own, we are quite helpless when it comes to faith. And this sin, this corruption, is what St. Paul often calls the flesh or the old Adam, the old man. It's this corruption that we are born with. The Catholic writer G.K. Chesterton wrote that this is the easiest Christian doctrine to defend because you can't go anywhere in the world and not find the devastations of sin. There's no household, no family, no society, no nation that is pure, selfless, and God-fearing. It doesn't exist. Every place that is filled with people is going to likewise be filled with sin. Even when you're around children, it's evident that sin is everywhere. Because when you are around children, you know that the very moment they're able to speak clearly, they'll reveal that they're a sinner to you. From the moment that they're able to control their feet and their fists with coordination, you'll see how they'll use those feet and their fist in sinful ways. Even in little children, we find sinners. You'll tell them no, and they will disobey you. And sometimes they'll disobey you only because you told them no. Right? Little children will hit, kick, bite, throw tantrums, be selfish, and so on. We all know that. And the thing is, none of this is learned behavior in children. Children are not born blank slates. Rather, they're born sinners. At every age, this is true. You can go to a kindergarten class, you can go to a nursing home, you can go to any workplace in America, and you'll see it. Everyone's walk in this life is touched by sin. And that happens from day one. Everyone's heart, everyone's decision-making is corrupted by sin. And so in this life, even Christians live with the reality of this corruption of sin. That doesn't mean that we're compelled to sin any longer, because truly in baptism, God gives us his spirit so that our hearts do learn to love and trust him above all else. But simultaneously, it means that this corruption we were born into hangs on to us. It is said sometimes that the old Adam is drowned in our baptisms, but that old Adam is a good swimmer. Or it's sometimes said that the dead flesh of sin clings on to us even after we're made new in baptisms. And so every day we deal with this reality. The sinful flesh is clinging to us, and we deal with the corruption of sin in our lives. You, I hope, have noticed this in your your own life. You are indeed a sinner. You sin every day. And that's not just to say you have moral failings every day. Rather, that is to say that every day your heart will put its trust into something that is not God. And that's why we stand here together each Sunday and confess that we cannot live the life of faith on our own. Left to our own wills and abilities, we put ourselves right back into the bondage of sin. We stand here each week and confess that we are spiritual messes. We do the things we know, not only that are wrong, we do the things that we hate. We are split between knowing what God wants us to do, knowing what it is to live as a child of God, and actually doing it, actually putting our bodies into practice as people of faith. And so in Romans 7, this is what Paul means when he says, my mind and my members are at war. But notice in what Paul is going to say in verse 20. He says, now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Paul's making a distinction for us because we are in fact no longer defined first by being sinners. Something else is making us who we are. Indeed, we still sin. We live with the reality of the corruption of sin, but we're not reduced to being only sinners. Something else is happening to us, and that something else is what Jesus Christ does for us. Who will rescue me from this body of death? St. Paul asked. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus has rescued us from this body of death. He has rescued us from the total corruption of our hearts. And he does this, we know, by taking our sin on the cross, bearing it onto himself, And taking it off of us so that the guilt of our sin is no longer ours but the guilt belongs to him thus we are in fact rescued from it when we put our faith in him he takes that sin from us and he makes us righteous through our faith and so this understanding that you're both sinner and justified entirely by christ is meant to be a great comfort to your soul doesn't sound like comforting words to remind you that you are a sinner but that's what paul means to do here because what paul does not want you to do is to try to find your salvation by looking into yourself don't say i'm getting a little better each day don't say i'm getting a little holier every day i'm getting a little more righteous i must be making god really happy by how good i'm being Because as soon as you begin to place your hope in yourself, or in your progress, or in your ability to progress in the faith, you'll begin to notice in yourself that, in fact, you do what you hate. Even St. Paul, who I would guess was much stronger in his faith and lived a much holier life than any of us, looks into himself and he sees sin. And so when you look into yourselves, when you really examine yourselves, you are going to find a sinner you will see the sin in yourself and if you put your hope in yourself you will always live on the cliff of despair because you're only one major sin away from having your illusions shattered often when preachers preach on romans 7 they mention alcoholics anonymous because the first step in aa is to admit that you are powerless over alcohol and only a greater power than yourself that is god Will be able to give you the true care that you need to move forward likewise we as sinners know that on our own we're powerless against the sinful flesh because every time we look in we're going to see sin and so it's precisely because you are a sinner that you must put your hope in jesus christ alone hold on to his promises that saving word has to come from outside of you Because if you try to find it in yourself, you're constantly going to be finding sin. Constantly going to be finding the ways in which you fail. And so instead of holding on to something in yourself, hold on to Christ and what he has done for you. That's something to hold on to. To hold on to that promise that you are forgiven. That is the walk of faith. In our gospel reading this morning, Jesus puts the promise like this. Come to me, all you that are weary or carrying heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the promise to hold on to when you recognize that you're a sinner. When you get fed up with yourself. When you realize you cannot get away from the corruption that remains in you. When every day you find that you're doing the things that you know are wrong, even the things you are, that you hate about yourself, hold on to that promise and go to Christ and say, Christ, you take this burden from me. I can't do this on my own. can't bear this burden. I can't get myself out of this mess. I need you to do it for me. And as he promises, he does. Jesus carries every burden for you so that it's no longer your burden to bear. And so we don't hide from the reality of our daily sins. We don't soften them. We don't say, well, sin is no big deal, because it is a big deal. But the good news is that it's no longer your big deal. So daily examine yourself, daily consider your sins, and then daily ask Christ to take them from you. Daily, return to all the promises he has made you. Daily, return to your baptism where that old sinner in you is drowned and where you are raised with Christ. Who is going to rescue you from your sin? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. He bears our burdens. Amen. Together, let us stand and confess our faith with the words of the Apostles Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven. Pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, your Son bears our burdens and gives us rest. Give us the faith to rest our hearts in Him and to trust that the yoke He calls us to wear is light. Lord, in your mercy. Kindle in us, Holy Father, the gifts of your Spirit that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Lord in your mercy. Hear our Heavenly Father, fill our homes with your word and grace. Be the companion of those who are alone. Strengthen husbands and wives. Bless parents and grandparents as they teach and catechize their children. And let them all find refuge in you and so preserve them from every evil. Lord in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Ruler of the nations, until you at last cut off the war war horse and the chariot forever, give our nation's leaders, especially Joseph, our president, and our governor, Richard Michael, wisdom and integrity to preserve peace, promote what is good, and defend against violence and wickedness. Lord, in your mercy, God of mercy, you set free those in prison on account of their sin To bear their sentence as a joyful custody of hope and so we ask that you remember the incarcerated preserve them from greater evil and foster in them repentance and a trust in your saving grace lord in your mercy lord god be with all who are weary and heavy laden with the troubles of this life give comfort to ardeth charlie jane lynn carol eileen nancy jamie roxanne brandy marilyn virgil dave tony carolyn amanda and connie console them with the knowledge that your yoke is easy and that your burden is light and that in you they will find rest for their souls lord in your mercy we give thanks to you O lord for all the saints who by your grace sought your kingdom and righteousness above all other treasures we pray that you would preserve us also in repentance and in christ's righteousness until we stand before you in glory lord in your mercy all these things and whatever else you know that we need grant us dear father for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god forever Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Praise and thanks to you, Holy God, for by your word you made all things. You spoke light into darkness, called forth beauty from chaos, and brought life into being. For your word of life, O God, we give you thanks and praise. By your word, you called your people Israel to tell of your wonderful gifts freedom from captivity, water on the desert journey, a pathway home from exile wisdom for life with you for your word of life O god
1: we give you and
0: through jesus your word made flesh you speak to us and call us to witness forgiveness through the cross life to those entombed by death the way of your self-giving love for your word of life O god we give you and send your spirit of truth O god rekindle your gifts within us Renew our faith, increase our hope, and deepen our love for the sake of a world in need. Faithful to your word, O God, draw near to all who call on you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory forever. Amen. Now gathered by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come Amen. Peace. Serve the Lord.